Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. As Dory wanted me to remind everybody, it's episode number... 55. We did it. Yay. I don't know what we did, but we did something. Yeah. It's also our anniversary. It is our anniversary. So happy anniversary to you. And you. Happy anniversary to all those who share October 11th as their anniversary. Yeah. You guys are great. A lot of 10-11ers out there. We celebrated by getting salads from Mendocino. (laughs) It was not a great day. Uh, For many reasons, some of which we'll get into on this podcast. Um, but really want to keep the energy up and become fun, not to, uh, upset anyone who leaves podcast reviews, but if you missed the window to buy the egghead t-shirt, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You can regret, you can request they get reprinted at cottonbureau.com forward slash products forward slash egghead kid products are print on demand. So those are still available. So if you want to get a little onesie for your kiddo, uh, do that. 
we're going to be releasing another kids product very soon. Oh, we sure are. I'm very excited about it. Uh, it just it shares the name of a title of an episode. That's all we'll say. Yep. Um, Horse zone. Oh boy, that would be a terrible one. <laughs> Dory thought that podcast didn't do well because it was called Horse Zone. I and I said it didn't do well because it was Fourth of July and no one listens to podcasts. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> please it's a little behind the scenes, guys. Uh, Please leave Apple Podcast reviews. Confidential to the person who wrote, the stress of IVF is starting to wear them down and their relationship feels more strained. <laughs> that was like a direct quote, by the way. <laughs> if we feel more strained? Um, you know, we're stressed, certainly. And then Dory says, uh, don't you hate when that happens after you've been doing IVF for a year and a half and documenting it in public? Yeah, me too. We'll try to be more chipper moving forward. <laughs> Dory wrote that. That was sarcastic. I know. Um, so it just it just really gets my goat. That particular criticism really gets my goat. It's not inaccurate. I know, but it's like people being like, "Sorry, I'm not listening to you guys anymore because, like, you used to be fun, and now you guys like." <laughs> Now, you, now you're like irritable. We are irritable, yeah. And it's like this is reality, people. If you can't deal with reality, this is the 50, get off reality island. This is the fifty fifth week we're doing this podcast, so lots happened. A lot has happened. Uh, it's not really the fifty fifth week because some of those weeks were bonus episodes. Correct. So you know, it's almost a year. Thereabouts. No, it's a, it's pretty much exactly a year that we've been doing the podcast, and it's about a year and a half since we started doing IVF. Right. And it's been two years since we've been married. Yep. Great. We were trying to have a baby then, too. Correct. Uh, join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. There's also a new spinoff group for people who have gotten pregnant and or had children after infertility. So you can head over to the spinoff group and talk to some like-minded folks who had science babies who should order egghead baby onesies. <laughs> Uh, you can go to excellentadventure.com. That's our website. You'll find resources. You'll find episode descriptions. And you'll find places you can donate to help out the show. Twitter, excellentbod is the name of the Twitter handle, at excellentpod. Email us, dorymatt at gmail.com, gmail.com And the phone number is 413-461-BABY. Thanks and to everyone who called in this week. We got, got a lot of voices. I don't know what prompted week. it, but I like it. Me too. Dory, we'll yes. be in Austin. Yes. The weekend of November 4th yes. and Portland, the weekend of November 11th. So the weekend of November 4th, um, I'm going to be in Austin for the Texas Book Festival. Teja Boo Fest. And my panel <clears throat> is on Sunday at 1245. Okay. I believe. But you can go to texasbookfestival.org and you can find the schedule. Um, I would love to see some eggheads there. I love seeing eggheads at my book events. It's always a joy. Um, so, you know, please come by. And then Portland, um, I'm going to be doing two events. I'm doing one on that Friday night. I uh -huh. believe the date is the 10th. Um, the novelist Jamie Attenberg has put together a reading at a bar for some um, of the best debut novelists of the year. Um, of which she has decided I am one. 
Honey, that's fantastic. I know. Um, so I'm pretty psyched about that. It's also going to be with um, Rachel Kong, whose book I reviewed for the New York Times Book Review, Goodbye Vitamin, which I adored. So I think that's going to be a fun night. Um, so that's going to be Friday night. And I forget exactly where it is, but you can probably find it. Um, and then I think my panel is on Saturday and I forget exactly when, but you can go to the book festival's website, which is wordstock. Wordstock.org maybe or.com. I can't remember, but I think the schedule is up there, but I was also thinking maybe I should see my eggheads. So if you're in Austin or Portland, Oregon, and you're around those weekends and you feel like hanging out with some other eggheads, email me email us, email to the podcast. And if there's like a decent number of people who say like, yeah, I want to get together with some eggheads, then I'll put something together. Um, and uh, if you're in Manhattan, either of those weekends, let me know. I'm in Manhattan all the time, usually bored. Yeah, Matt needs friends. So <laughs> if you're in Manhattan and you want to hang out with Matt, which means walking around, going to guitar stores, walking around and walking around um that's pretty accurate and i go to macy's too oh yeah he likes to go to macy's Macy's. he was very sad that the bar closed i think it's open again oh i'll have to check it out um Um, so yeah he because he's he's hosting after track in new york so back to reality yes dory has finished victoria i have congratulations thank you I enjoyed it. What did you enjoy about it? You know, I I like I like uh, period dramas. Yeah, for one thing. Yeah. Um. You know, I like all of those, like The Crown and Downton Abbey. They they try to do a little bit of like the upstairs downstairs kind of thing. So you have like. Why don't you like upstairs downstairs then? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody loves those things for the upstairs downstairs of it all. And no one has watched upstairs downstairs, which is very funny to me. And, you know, they have like the servants. They have some drama with the servants and all kinds of stuff. Um, but I, li- I like Victoria. I like this idea of like a young woman taking the like being the monarch in 1837 or whenever the hell she ascended to the throne. And she has to deal with all these like pompous old farts who don't want her to be queen you know truth sister yeah i know and also i don't know if this is exaggerated on the show but like seemed like she and albert like really loved each other that's good yeah um and he was like he was like you know really into progress wow yeah he was like you gotta get on the rail like you gotta get on you gotta get on board with trains she was like, no, Albert, it's too dangerous. <laughs> and then she tries the train and she's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. How'd you like Jenna Louise Coleman? I thought she was great. Yeah. She's tiny. She is. Uh, I didn't watch Doctor Who, though, so I don't have like a Doctor Who association yeah. with her. Well, your husband uh, was in a couple things with her. What? Yeah. What things? We did a piece in uh, the UK with the Nerdist TV show. It was called, uh, you know, Matt Smith was Doctor Who. Sure. It was called, uh, Matt, of course, is in The Crown. No, I know. Your other favorite period Yes, piece. I know. It's it like they called, took uh, everyone from Doctor Who. It was Who. called Matt and Jenna versus Matt and Jonah. <laughs> we played a series of pub games. That's really funny. Who yeah. won? I forget. 
And we also, I mean, we had her on the podcast. I think she came back and was in studio too. I don't remember, but those are on YouTube probably. Cool. So if you're into Doctor Who or anything, check out the old Nerdist podcast TV show, which was on BBC America. Now, on with the beta results. Oh, yeah. I guess that's what everyone's been waiting for with a baited breath. Mm. Beta-ed breath? Yeah, that's more. Okay. Funny. Um, so... Monday, went in, got my blood drawn, and then I was, um, you know, G-chatting with my sister, Uh just about like, you know, I was anxious about it. Yeah, it was an anxious She was anxious for me, and then I was like, you know what I feel like is going to happen is I'm going to get some fucking inconclusive result. Like, I'm going to get a positive, but it's going to be like a really low positive. Yeah. And she was like, what? No. And then. What? No. Um, And then Seema called. This happened. What time during the day? It was about 1.30 because I was about halfway through with my um, department, my desk meeting. We were doing a, we were doing a watch down of Revenge of the Perms episode of the Goldbergs. Oh. Um, You know, I really wanted a perm when I was little. My mom wouldn't let me get one. Well, it's probably for the best. I know. Now I think so. But at the time, I was very upset. And then I was like, well, if you won't let me get a perm, will you at least let me get feathered hair? And she was like, no. Well, and yeah, like, you've had a pretty consistent hairstyle. Well, that was probably Your for the entire best. life. I know. Um, so, yeah, when you called me, Wait, we I didn't leave you, the room. Yeah. So, see, I, I told my the managing editor of the tech desk, I was like, Hey, I'm waiting for a call from my doctor's office. It might come in the middle of the meeting and I'll have to take it. And I was like, it, it might not come. It probably actually won't come till later, but uh, you know, just FYI. And then the meeting was like winding down and I saw CFP come up on my phone and I just like, you know, cause I do all my meetings remote cause my team is in yeah. San Francisco and New York. And so I just like closed my computer <laughs> and answered the phone, but it was good because I was in a conference room. So I was like, I had some privacy. Yeah. And she was like, so it was positive, but it was very low. (laughs) It was a 6.5. 6.5. Sounds like a pretty good number to me. What's the high number? Well, they like it to be around 50. Oh, dear. It's my sperm all over again. It's your sperm count, yeah. So she was like... So, um, Dr. Beck is going to call you on Wednesday, but she wants you to come back on Wednesday morning and do another blood test and we'll see if it doubled. And then I emailed her and I was like, could you ask Dr. Beck to call me today? Right. And she was like, well, she said she would call you Wednesday. I was like, yeah, I know, but I'd like to talk to her today. And then <laughs> she's very busy. She is very busy. She broke her knee. She broke her knee. She's so busy. Yes. Because she gets like triple booked. But, um, so, you know, I was pretty upset about this. I called Matt and told him, yep. I went to my office, took the news, almost started crying. Yeah. I heard that coming. Um, didn't start crying. I, we, we tried to steer you away from it, but almost did. And it just felt Not that it's a bad thing. You should be able to cry. It just felt like 
because having such a low HCG, which is the pregnancy hormone, which is what they test you for. Um, like it usually means that the pregnancy is not viable. Right. Um, like odds are that the pregnancy is not viable, that it's a chemical pregnancy or it will just like stop growing. Right. Um, and so I was just like, fuck, like this was the exact thing that I just, I just knew. I was like, I'm going to get some fucking inconclusive bullshit. Why did you think that? I just, I, I don't know if it was like my pessimism speaking. Well, I think a lot of that is, yes. Because that really felt to me like the worst case scenario. Because ultimately it's not going to work, but it's just going to prolong the agony for longer. Right. You know? Well, we are, we are experts in prolonging the agony. Great at two week waits. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was in a great mood these last couple of weeks. Loved, I, I loved no, life. I, I hear it. I hear you. Um, sorry, podcast reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, she doesn't listen anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it was just, you know, she just couldn't take it anymore. Check us out on, uh, Dory occasionally does cameos on Star Trek, the next conversation. Yeah. As the computer. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I just was like, I don't know. You know, I know that there are people who have been doing this for years and years. Um, right. And I never thought like, oh, this is going to be easy, but well, we thought it would work the first time. Yeah. And I think everybody thinks We that. were naive. Everybody thinks it'll work the well, first cause time. Well, because you have to think that or it's like, how are you going to do yeah, it? Yeah, or why know? are you even doing it? Why are you even doing it? But it did feel like, well, you know, we went through all this shit and I had the surgery and the testing and this. and Two just, surgeries. Yeah, and it's like, oh, what else? Like, what else do I have to do? Do I have to sacrifice a goat? We could try that. I mean, we haven't tried tried that. Not yet, anyway. We haven't, like, also rubbed any fertility statues. We don't even have any fertility statues. I know, but we could, like, go to a museum and do it. Oh, should we do that? Maybe you're not supposed to touch them. Oh. Um, So they want you to come back. Well, so, but then Dr. Beck called, and I did speak to her on Monday Uh while Matt was talking to his agent. It was so Hollywood. (laughs) It was. Uh, <laughs> it was an actual like dichotomy of our lives. Matt's agent called. I'm on the phone with my agent talking about God knows what. And then my wife's on the phone dealing with our life. Yep. And she, so Dr. Beck said, look, I've had a live birth with a first beta of four. You know, it would have been a good question for her. What? What's a, what was the second beta? It doubles. What do you mean? I don't, I don't. Every three days it doubles it, as you're pregnant. Every two days it doubles in the first trimester, I believe. Uh-huh. And then it starts slowing down a little bit. Does this mean that we're going to, you know, let, we'll, we'll continue. So, because that was my first question, like, like, what are you, like, what are we doing here? Right. And she was like, look, I'm going to have you come in on Wednesday and we'll see if it doubled. And if it hasn't doubled, then I'll let you stop. And I was like, okay. 
Um, and then I was like, what is the lowest? Like, this is obviously very low. What is the lowest you've had? And she said four. And she said, and look, you know, just last week I had someone with a first beta of 225, but then their second beta was 117. And that's when you know it stopped growing. First beta of 225. That's con- crazy. Yeah. But then, it, but then it stopped. Like their second beta was 117. So you're always going in for a second beta regardless. If your first beta is at all positive, yes. I see. But like last time, my first beta, there was nothing. Yeah. It didn't implant at all. Yeah. So at least this time we know that something happened. Yeah. You know? So then I was like, okay, well, like what, how do we, do we move? Like, how, what do we do moving forward? Like, what do we do? She's like, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> and um, she, I mean. Oh, she, you mean generally? Yeah. Like if, you know, if this, assuming that it, that the second beta doesn't double, like, what do we do? And she was actually like pretty reassuring in terms of like our chances. She was like, look, I know you had a transfer in November that didn't work, but you can't. She was like, this is really your first transfer with a perfect uterus. Yeah. You know, we ended up quote unquote. She was like, you know, we fixed the septum. We removed a fibroid. You had some scar tissue. Like there was a lot going on in there that we didn't know about in November. You know, she's very careful not to malign her colleagues. colleagues. Sure. Um, but she was like, but I am a hundred percent confident that it is not a problem with your uterus, that your uterus is perfect. And I was like, okay. And then she said, and she like brought up my records and she was like, and in March you got five blastocysts now. And one of them was normal. And she was like, and for your age, especially that's very good. Like we know you can make blastocysts. And I was like, okay. Um, so you're saying I should do another retrieval. She was basically like, yeah. She was like, we know you can, you know, we know you can make normal embryos. And, at, you know, it could just be a structural thing with this embryo that, that it's just not developing. Should we have put the two in? I didn't ask her that. It's an interesting question. It is an interesting question. I, I don't know what she would say. Follow-up question. Should we do the transfer of? The mosaic. Is that what you're going to say? Right. Isn't that what we have left? We have a boy and we have a mosaic. Shouldn't we do the transfer of the boy? Well, the question is. And men do IVF or is it that ticking clock situation? Ticking clock situation. Yeah. So the idea is you want to get the embryos as soon as you can. Right. But then I said to her like, well, I'm 40 now. Like, you know how like, and she was like, well, your body made those embryos at 39 years and 10 months or whatever. And your body doesn't know that now you're 40 and four months or whatever. Right. Um, she was basically like, I think it's fine. Like, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. And you'll get, you, you will most likely get another normal embryo if you do another round. I was like, all right. Okay. Um, so she, you know, she did make me feel a little bit better on that front, at least. Yeah. Although, you know, again, it's like how many times? And I left work <sighs> to go be with you. Yeah. 
And then you were like, I'm coming home. <clears throat> oh, I went to get ice cream. You did. You went to get ice cream after that phone call. And I came home from work. Yeah. After the SEMA phone call, I went and got ice cream. And then Matt texted me. He was coming home. And I, I was already on my way home. And then I talked to Dr. Beck like a couple hours later. Yeah. Um, and then I was, I was literally, I parked at work and then Adam called me on Tuesday on Tuesday. And he said, are you already at work? And I said, yeah. He's like, you know, we started 1030. I was like, I don't check my morning emails. He's like, damn it. He's like, I was going to call you to tell you to take some time to be with Dory. Which is really nice. I mean, especially when you think about showrunners in Hollywood and their reputations for being brutal, non-family centric folk who. Yeah slave drive their writers but see i think this is where we see the benefit of being open about this stuff yeah i suppose yeah but you know he said uh that's really day. and i nice. was like well tomorrow is the appointment again and it would probably help me if i could just do tomorrow he's like well take both days i don't want to see you well, I like yeah and i was like that's really nice so it has meant a lot to have matt around yeah because I have not been in a good place. Uh, no, but it's been okay because we've been sort of trying to get some stuff done, and you know, yeah, we've had we've had Mr. Beauregard Bosch around. Yeah, he's been good. He almost ate Matt Gorley. He almost ate night. Matt Gorley, though. <laughs> I feel like you sometimes think he's farther advanced than I he do. actually is i know i know you got him there and i think if we'd had a little more time even last night he would have eventually been fine and we could have just left the door open and he would have just i think it like he does i think if we had more high value treats yeah i think if matt had been briefed anyway, this a little is a better side, this is a side <laughs> conversation yeah um back to us back to us so then I went in this morning, did the blood test. I got the good phlebotomist today, so that was good. Oh, you got the you got a one one pricker. I got the one pricker because Monday I got the two pricker, and this is what I have to show for Monday. You have two bruises. Yep. Um, and I always feel weird like asking for Marco. Yeah. You know, but like the other guy really isn't as good. Well, not yet. He might get there. He's been there the entire time that I've been going there. Well, some people are just good at... Marco also has a huge tattoo in Hebrew on his arm. What does it say? I, I haven't really... It seems really... counterintuitive to get does. a Hebrew tattoo, because religiously you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, but he's either like Vietnamese or Cambodian. Huh. He's from Southeast Asia. It's very interesting. What I, does I, it say? I don't know. I haven't really been able to read it. Oh. But, yeah, you know, Marco, he just seems very interesting. You're my, um, you're my secret Hebrew weapon. I know. <laughs> um, so I get the blood, and then I was like, well, I better go to the pharmacy because on the off-off chance that this thing doubles, she's going to want me to stay on my freaking meds. Yeah. So I had to go to the pharmacy, which was another, you know, half hour out of my day 40 minutes out of my day and what did i do oh i had to get the car ready um, um and then sema called at what happened first did my aunt die or did sema call? sema called hmm. and then your aunt died 
Yeah. Well, she probably had died actually before, but. Interesting. So Seema called. Anyway. And she was like, so your beta doubled. Yeah. <laughs> and it's at 13 and a half. That's exactly two times. Well, almost. Almost exactly. exactly two. It's a little over two. And I was like, okay, it's literally the worst news. Because, again, yes, I know that Dr. Beck had a live birth from a first beta of four. Yeah. But in my extensive Googling over the last couple of days. I think we are on this podcast anti-Googling. Anti-extensive Googling? Yes. <laughs> and I think we are there for the very reason that while it may not exist in a message board. What? Everything exists in a, in a babycenter.au message board. It could very well exist um, from our listeners. Yeah. Anyway. So, yes. This happened. So, this happened. And I was like, okay, great. Well, basically, everything that I found on the internet, um, except there was maybe one person. I'm rolling my eyes at you. Everyone had sort of like stumbled along for few a few weeks and then it was finally like, okay, you're not pregnant, which I fucking know is going to be what happens. You're not, you're not exactly vision boarding anything. You right heard now. it here first. I'm vision boarding my... Don't. Don't. Okay. You have to say a little positive. And it's, really, it's not like... It's, it's really not, hard. I know you don't... I'm not saying this to get your hopes up. And I'm not saying it to get you disappointed, ultimately. So in the back of your mind, maybe you're like, well, it's probably not going to work. But there's a chance. So, you know, I don't think your negative vibes are good for your womb. Look, I'm still shoving progesterone out my hoo-ha. Yep. So, so. Maybe, my, maybe my aunt is resurrecting inside of your uterus. Hello. That baby's going to love Michael Bolton and cigarettes. Oh, no. That <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good sign. Um, and then she's like, okay, so you'll come back on Friday for another blood test. And I was like, oh, I'll be in New York. And then That's true. She was like, okay, just get it done in New York. Have them send the results. Okay. In fact, I'll be in Westport. So I looked on LabCorp's website to see where the closest LabCorp is. Yeah. It is in Fairfield, Connecticut. That Se seems a ways. It's like seven miles. It's not that far. Oh. Um, and so I made an appointment for Friday morning. And I'll go in and get my blood drawn. <laughs> and then... Because that's exactly what I want to be doing. Are they going to call you with results or are they just going to fax it over? And then Seam is going to call you. Um, I think they're going to fax it over and the team is going to call me because Seema emailed me uh, like an order for yeah. them. Okay. So... You know what the irony is going to be, though? What? Uh, I think the LabCorp test will be covered by insurance. That is some sweet, sweet <laughs> irony. I guess I could have all my tests done at LabCorp and just have them sent over. But that seems dumb. Well. So. Long story guys, short. Guys, that's what's going on. We're in a miserable period of waiting. Yep. But, so, you know, uh just want you to know that the stress of IVF is is not starting to wear us down. 
and that our relationship is less strained than ever. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's your update. If you uh, are out there and you've had uh, live birth with a beta of less than 6.5, give us a ring. Or let's say between 5 and 8. There you go. You can email us at dorymatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. Or you can call us, 413-461-BABY. Yep. So we have rambled on for a full half hour, honey. Wow. Okay. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. 
confusing. I know. Honey, it's time for people to tell us what's doing. You know what? I think since we got so many voicemails this week, Uh I think I'm going to start with a voicemail. That, That makes sense. Okay. Logically. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Sam from Brooklyn. I'm calling because I was just listening to episode 53, and I am pissed on your behalf about your claim that you said you got a little bit more money for, but you didn't actually get money for, all the money for. Um, I'm not a baby person, but I am a benefits person, and I think that you still have a case to argue this um, and to get the rest of your money. So, of course, I don't know all the details, but I do think that you said your doctor did a pre-authorization and that the codes were approved. And then when you're getting the bill, they're only partially approving it. So I think, like, the first thing that should be done is to verify exactly that the doctor billed the insurance carrier for the exact codes they preauthorized. Love how fired up she is. And if those are the codes that are still getting denied and you physically have a preauthorization from your insurance carrier, whether you went out of network or not, saying that they were going to pay it, they need to pay it. And they might have screwed up because you don't have out-of-network benefits, but that's their problem, not yours. The other thing I wanted to say is that, and I think that's what that useless rep is telling you, you can file like a grievance or what um, is usually called an appeal. Usually you can file that internally with the insurance carrier first, um, which I'm sure if you call them back, they'll help you with that, um, which would require, you know, documentation from your doctor, the pre-authorization, you could write a letter, things like that. Um, Now, I don't know about in California, but in New York, if that appeal, that internal appeal gets denied, you can also do an external appeal to the estate to the state um it's obviously that's a lot of work and it's really dramatic but on principle if you have to go that route i think you should (laughs) i do like on principle is that dory i think you said through buzzfeed that maybe you have um like what they call a help advocate where you can kind of like call and give them all the information and they will kind of fight your battles on with your health insurance on your behalf and i know it's a pain in the ass to use that but you should use it in this case so that you don't have to sit around writing appeals all day although maybe that will be something you could do in your two-week wait i don't know (laughs) Um, also if you want me to look at any of this stuff email me um i'm starting a new job next week so i don't know how much time i'll have but i'm happy to help if i can i'm not an expert i'm not claiming to be an expert i know you had an insurance person call in but i'm happy to help okay sorry for the rambles hope this helps good luck bye that Sam, was amazing. Sam coming in hot from Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I I like a I like a feisty call. What's your What's your opinion on this? Are you going to follow up? Um, I'm going to follow up in terms of I'm going to look at my pre authorization again and do like a side by side comparison of what okay. was going on. Now I will say I did get pre authorization for the FET, and I also got a letter from Empire making it very clear that they were not covering me at an out-of-network level of benefits. They were only going to cover me at an in-network level of benefits, even though I was going out-of-network. What does that mean? It means they're not going to pay out as much for the FET. And I think that this is because they know that they fucked up for the retrieval, which is why I'm going to go back and look at it. Interesting. Yeah. Sam, we're going to keep you posted. Listeners, we're sorry. But IVF is very stressful and it's starting to wear us down. <laughs> and our relationship feels more strained. <laughs> uh, we have an email from Aaron. I know it's too late and your beta was yesterday, but this is why you test at home. <laughs> Take a test that morning. Then you don't spend all day waiting for a call stressing about it. When What will come and where you'll be when you get the huge news. Sorry for my vehemence. I hope you have good news. Okay, so here's the thing. Yes. Aaron... 
first of all, I don't know if you listened to our previous episodes where I did the very thing that you're talking about for the very reason that you're talking about. And Matt got very angry with me. I did. Um, Cause they told us not to. And uh, then I like to listen to Matt likes to follow the rules for Dory. And I like to break the rules. It's not true at all. <laughs> um, but then this time I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pee on a stick. I'm just going to wait for the blood test. And you know what? I'm kind of glad I did because if I had tested, I most likely would have gotten a positive. Right. And then I would have been like, I'm pregnant. Right. And I would have been so excited. And then I would have gotten the phone call from SEMA being like, well. Yeah. And I think that would have been even worse. I think 100% that would have been even worse. So I think in this case, Aaron... You are incorrect. Oh, boy, Aaron. Sorry to shut you down. I also have a theory that... Aaron, thank you. At least 25% of our listeners are named either Aaron or Katie. Uh, they are of the age, you know? Yeah. Where those were popular names. Yes, indeed. Probably they, a lot of them have husbands named Matt. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Those are my thoughts. Okay. There is an email here that says it's from Amelia, but then it's cut off. Oh, dear. So, it goes from Amelia, and then we have one from Alex. So this is how this goes, honey. Oh, maybe I forgot to paste Amelia's email. You know what? I'm going to play voicemail. Okay. Hey, Matt and Dory. My name is Jess, and I'm from the Twin Cities area, and I figured I'd call versus email so you could appreciate my thick Minnesotan accent. <laughs> I love, love, love your podcast. I've been binge listening for about past two weeks, and I'm finally caught up. Wow. Uh, I'd love to tell you how I stumbled across your podcast. However, I know we only have three minutes here, and <laughs> oh, I have a lot of things I want to comment on from the last 50 episodes. <laughs> uh, first off, I love the Two Dads episodes. I really appreciated that. Um, and Those I was really happy to uh, hear that their story resulted in a healthy baby. Who I visited. Um, yeah. Two spank rooms. Uh, <laughs> get this. I'm about to do my first IVF transfer. Uh, we're doing a fresh transfer. And my boyfriend was told that he has to jizz in a cup. Yep. Either in my room or in the bathroom adjacent to the room. Uh, he has to provide his own oh, materials, wow. or oh. I can help as long as no fluids are involved. That just kind of cracks me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, three. All the one and two star people who have given you poor ratings, uh, they can f off. Thank wow. you. That d bag. Are there a lot? Comment about no. There aren't. I just complain guitar. about all of them. Oh. <laughs> jerk. Four, uh, last episode, you had an anonymous green card person write in uh, talking about how her boyfriend has kind of been leading her on in her relationship. Uh, she needs to run away and never look back. I got strung along in a nine-year relationship where I was married for four of those years. Oh, oh my and God. And I had made it clear the entire time that I wanted to have a baby. And all of a sudden, one day, he was like, nope. And then I had to make the tough decision to leave him um i'm now with a i'm now 43 and my boyfriend is 35 
And I really wish I would have froze my eggs back in my 30s after my divorce. So my advice to her would be freeze your eggs and know that there is hope that you'll find someone out there. Or uh, there's always science. Um, science. Finally, uh, I I think I have some time. Uh, I have to tell you this really funny story about nicknames. Uh, My cousin didn't know that her brother Junior, that his real name was Gordon Junior, until she was in her 30s. Someone called her asking how they could reach her brother, Gordon, and she said, my dad? And they said, no, your brother, Gordon. She goes, no, my brother's name is Junior. And then they're like, yes, Gordon Jr. Oh, my God. And then it clicked that no one had told her that her entire life that her brother. Oh. She called back. Yes. This is Josh from Minnesota calling back. (laughs) Good. I, I I knew I'd run over. I don't know why I thought I could cram that all in the three minutes. I should have sent the email. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was just She's telling my funny so story Minnesota. about how my cousin didn't know until she was in her 30s what her brother's real name was. So That's insane. If you do give your kids nicknames, make sure they and their siblings know what their real names are. Uh, that's pretty much all I had. Um, I just wanted to give you guys well wishes for this month and oh i did have one last thing um can people stop using the term baby dust um oh i think we talked about baby that, dust right? i yeah, think of like some banned. type of talcum powder blowout and i think they're meaning to use it like good luck pixie dust but it, yeah it no work, we, so. we banned it stop using baby dust it's Thanks. banned on I, this podcast um, we banned it in part because someone wrote in and said that for people who have lost babies, it reminds them of like cremation. Yeah, which how, you know is really sad. We can just say, how about Tinkerbell dust? <laughs> you got any problems with Tink? There's other pixies out there. Um, so I actually have an update on the green card woman. Oh, she she emailed us back. Uh huh. She said that her boyfriend actually broke up with her. Oh. Yeah. This was for the best. Yes. You it are was definitely going for the best. to be happier. He definitely pulled the like, I mean, I don't think he said the, these exact words, but he pulled the like, I don't deserve you sort of like, I don't want, I don't, I don't, you don't deserve to be waiting around for me kind of thing. And I guess it's like, I guess it's better that he did break up with her instead of forcing her to wait around. Yes. Um, You're going to be happier. You're going to be happier. Green card woman. You were anonymous, so we're not using your name. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think absolutely. That's the best move. And uh, it's going to suck for a little bit, but end of the day. It's for the best. Yeah. Thumbs up. Um, I found Amelia's email. I think I just forgot to Great. paste it. Read it out loud. Okay. She said, in your podcast last week, you said in the two-week wait that you were doing no exercise at all because you were prohibited from doing so by your doctor. I had a very early miscarriage after last transfer, which started about two hours after finishing some reasonably strenuous exercise. So while in stirrups after my latest transfer last week, I took the opportunity to ask my doctor their more detailed thoughts on exercise after a transfer. 
The advice I got last time was to just rest on the day. She was very firm in assuring me that there is absolutely no evidence that avoiding exercise after a transfer leads to better outcomes. She went so far as to say that stopping exercise after a transfer, if your body is used to exercise, can actually be worse. She suggested that I Google the latest scholarly peer-reviewed studies on this to assure myself. I'm still divided on the subject myself, mostly because I feel that if you are worried about exercising after a transfer, then it can't be good for you. The mental element is so important. Just wondering what your thoughts on this are. That's why I'm telling you to stop being so negative. The mental elements are very important here. Okay. I know it's hard. It's very hard. I understand that. It's extremely hard. And I'm not telling you not to feel your feelings. You're allowed to feel your feelings. Thank you. And I think some of your feelings are exactly why the stress of IVF has started to wear us down. (laughs) And our relationship feels more strained. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, are you asking me my thoughts on exercising after a transfer? I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know that I really have thoughts on this. I, you know, I, I sort of pushed my nurse on it and she was like, no, nothing. Then listen. And so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push it. Yeah. I went to yoga last night and in fact, it was, it was too twisty and I wasn't able to do a lot of it. So I was like, well, this is pointless. You went to yoga. Yeah. Even though you weren't supposed to. Okay, they said no exercise until your first beta, and I had had my first beta. I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is sort of, it is a shock to the system if you exercise a lot and then you suddenly stop. Believe me, I know that. God, I want to keep exercising. Correction. Start exercising again. That's what I would like to do. And I would love to have time to do so. Anyway. Alec writes in as my wife is yawning at you, Alec. Dorian Matt, first want to thank you for the podcast. My wife Meredith and I, me more than her, were struggling uh, with whether to go forward with IVF. The bartender at the Grand Ferry in Brooklyn. Oh yes. Remember her? I do remember her. I should go visit her. Oh yeah. Is she you working? Should. should I visit you? Uh mentioned this IVF podcast she was listening to, and your podcast really helped me get comfortable with the whole process. Are you telling me, Alec, that you were recommended this podcast by her while at a bar? Yeah, she's a waitress at that bar. Well, she was bartending that night. Oh. Uh, your podcast really helped me get comfortable with the whole process. I've even learned from my from very good friends that their daughter is an IVF kid. See, this and is they what... they're expecting their second this IVF This is what child. happens. As soon as you start talking about it, people start coming out of the woodwork. I know. Anyway, after a couple failed IUIs, confusion about whether our insurance would cover what they said they would, Meredith had her extraction last Friday. We got six mature eggs out of seven, and all six fertilized, and nice. one was transferred on monday fingers crossed fingers are crossed over here as well so many fingers uh we only have 20 between us but they're all crossed uh the email from last week talking about the wi-fi situation at a listener's clinic made me write in at our clinic part of a larger hospital slash medical building they have free wi-fi awesome so the morning of extraction meredith was in the or and i got called in one comfy jerk off room i'm talking recliner white noise machine widescreen tv same sex materials uh <laughs> Not like some of your listeners have had. I prefer to use my phone for materials, so I typed in the address and was blocked by the network filter. <laughs> I was still in public hospital Wi-Fi, and the site was blocked with for bikini slash other. 
Bikini Other hardly covers it. I wonder how often the network administrator for the hospital sees that activity get blocked on the network. The fertility clinic really should have its own network. Thank goodness for 4G. Also, why is it they uh, the frozen embryo transfers get the acronym FET and fresh embryo transfers also get FET? I propose FRET for fresh transfer. And I do approve. He says, I'm sure Matt approves. <laughs> I 100% approve. It gives, the, it gives the term fret files a whole other, you know, meaning. Thanks again for your podcast. Hoping for good news from the latest transfer. If you ever find yourselves in Cleveland, we owe you many drinks. Oh, they must have just been visiting Williamsburg. Well, I mean, I got to go to this Grand Ferry in Brooklyn. I mean. And visit. She has the Niles Crane pin, remember? I'm going to go visit. Um, uh, maybe we should go visit this weekend. Yeah. Who knows if she's working? I'm going to play voicemail. Okay. Okay. Hey, guys. So my name is Kristen, and I um, actually paused the episode today, Monday, that I am actually a massage therapist, and I do prenatal massage. And Dory was saying, oh, she's not sure if she can get a massage if she turns out she's pregnant. Um, so I am a prenatal massage therapist, and I do work on women who are pregnant in their first trimester, so long as, like, it's not something doctor says they don't want done, um, or people have done infertility treatments and stuff like that, they can be deemed more high-good prenatal massage therapists. They're going to request, like, a doctor's note. So I would say to talk to the doctor and say, hey, is this okay? If you're with a good prenatal trained massage therapist, which is the only person you should ever be seeing when you're um pregnant like it should be fine um as far as i'm i'm aware and all of my training has ever said that there's like basically zero empirical proof that a massage has ever caused a miscarriage or early labor or anything like that i think a lot of people are like oh i'll go get a massage and try to get myself into labor early as best i can (laughs) it has never empirically happened and it's one of those things that like if someone went into labor after their massage, they were probably going to go into labor anyway. Um, but anyway, I think it should be fine, Dory, if you're pregnant. Um, and I really hope you are. I've been pulling for you guys ever since I started listen, listening to the pod, and it's great. And I just hope I'm going to keep you guys in my thoughts all day and finish listening to the episode. <laughs> so um, good luck, guys, and hopefully everything is, is good, and if not, you know, like we're all here for you. So oh, thank have you. a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Masseuse. Thank you, Kristen. Another name that is popular amongst uh, eggheads. Kristen. Mm-hmm. Katie. Jen. Aaron. Erica. There's got to be some Jennifers out there. Yeah. Although I feel like a lot. I feel like by the mid 80s, Jennifer was really in decline. <laughs> a shame you know, really the, a the shame. rise of ashley and the fall of jennifer i bet you could chart it there's some point when they crossed it's a great title for a book rise, rise of, of ashley, ashley fall, fall of jennifer, jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> i'd read that it seems very funny uh this is from katie uh, uh, <laughs> hold on to your horses honey <laughs> Uh, I'm one of your listeners who doesn't struggle with infertility, though I did have a miscarriage before I had my now six-month-old son. But I love following along with your story and learning so much about the world of IVF. I had no idea how you both could continue the podcast once you get pregnant. Oh, she had an idea. 
If you are pregnant, fingers crossed, and want to continue the podcast, you can start with non-pregnancy news slash bow updates and then go into emails and voicemails as usual. You could leave the pregnancy updates if you want to share until the end and give a warning before you start uh, so people aren't who aren't able to listen can turn the podcast off. Seems like the best of both worlds. I, I don't hate that. It's a pretty good idea. It's a pretty good idea, Katie. Katie, we're going to put it in the good idea pile. Yep. Um, okay. So, how many more voicemails do we have? We have one, two, three, four. We're probably we not going to get to all of them. We should at least play one then because okay. we only have one more email. Two more emails. Two more emails. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Dory. Hi, Matt. Hi, Bo. Who's a good boy? This is Katie from San Dimas. I sent you an email a while back uh, cautioning against uh, uh, seeking fertility treatments overseas. And that's exactly what it was. It was a caution to just look into the ethics of the clinics you decided to talk to to if anyone wanted to. I just know from my personality, if I'm looking for a bargain, I look for the cheapest, and it's unfortunate that the countries that offer the cheapest fertility treatments typically are the ones with the huge, hugest, biggest uh, ethics issues. True. Point number two, if you guys want to come pet my goats out in San Dimas, I have an open door. Please come. There's an open door I for goat pet petting? The goat. Oh. And number three, well, didn't want to I just listened well. to episode 52. It's pronounced Carpinteria. Please, please, don't butcher the city I grew up in. What did I call Carpinteria, it? Carpinteria. Between La Conchita and Summerland, south of Santa Barbara, north of Ventura, nowhere near Ojai. Unless you want a long, windy road. I think Love we do. Love you two so much and wishing you the best of luck in your... Isn't Ventura next to Ojai? Mm, yeah ish listen she's got a lot of problems with us and mostly just our pronunciations her name is katie katie i'm sorry just i say did i not say carpenteria or was i just trying to figure out the name of carpenteria i might have said something wrong carpenteria i think no that sounds crazy i don't don't remember but i believe her because why else would she call in about it yeah She's very passionate Katie, about Katie, I believe you, and I'm sorry. I'm from Lowell, which we pronounce Lowell. Lowell? Lowell. Lowell. So people who are not from there will pronounce it Lowell, and we pronounce it Lowell. So... Why do you think you pronounce it Lowell? I mean, it's just the way it's pronounced. We know? pronounce Brookline, Brookline. There's other towns, too. Chelmsford, for instance, bordering Lowell. It's called Chemsford. No. And uh, your Drakeit is Dracket. You're just making this and up. And your Tuxbury, well, Tuxbury is Tuxbury. Yeah, I, I remember being like, "Oh, that's how you pronounce it." Yeah. So you know all you, these towns I'd never been to. We are no stranger to these things. Lemonster looks like Leo Minster, but okay, it's that, Lemonster. That I knew. That I knew. A lot of weird pronunciations. In New England towns. Yeah. There you go. John and I do a thing where my friend... Like sandwiches, sandwich. My friend John and I will will make up names of Massachusetts towns. 
just it has to, like it just has to sound like it would be a Massachusetts town, mm-hmm. but it can't actually be a Massachusetts town. Okay. So we'd be like, "Hey, have you been to the new Duncan in Brookwich?" <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, my buddy got pulled over in uh, in Stone Mill. So that's a it's a fun game you can play that's at home if you'd like to. That's a fun Please game. Please do. All right. I'm sure Shannon has heard us do that. She listens to this podcast driving to work. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Uh, okay. Shannon's a big New England early 80s name. Yeah. Well, especially in Massachusetts. Yep. A lot of Irish. A lot of Irish. Megan. 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 Oh, Meg. So many Megans. So many Megans. A lot of, lot of Nicoles. Yeah. A lot of Rachels. Yeah. Anyway, these are the names we know. Here's a name we know. Allie. This is from Allie. There are a lot of Allies. Thank you both for taking the time to make the podcast. I'm glad it carves out some couple time for you during Matt's busy schedule. You read one of my emails before. I'm the neuroscientist who's focused on mental health. I had never heard about the link between celiacs and reproductive health before. Celiac. Celiac. I fucking carpenteria it. Perhaps not surprising because I'm a neuroscientist who hasn't jumped on the brain gut bandwagon yet, but I also am writing as with most studies on women's health, there just isn't a ton of information out there. So I dug up a bit. She has access to all the journals that are behind paywalls for most people. Ooh. So here we go. She says it's a racket and we agree because all the studies are largely paid for by tax dollars. So there, uh, Indeed, there does seem to be a link between celiacs and re- celiacs, sorry, celiac and, and reproductive health. Some, but not all, studies also point to a link between celiac and spontaneous abortion. Although there are some problems with a lot of the studies, not always controlling smoking, socioeconomic status, maternal age, etc., there do not seem to be consistent findings across studies, and the most consistent ones are increased risk of paternal. I'm sorry, of preterm birth and small for gestational age. Other factors along this line, e.g. in, uh, I can't even pronounce that word. Oh, I totally can if I just read it correctly. Intrauterine mm-hmm, growth mm-hmm. deficiency, low birth weight. The risk for preterm birth is lower if treated gluten-free uh, than untreated celiac patients but still not as low as women without celiac. That was the only difference between treated and untreated celiac patients. So if your listener doesn't want to wait a year, I think that's a fine decision. This may or may not seem grim to you. Uh, The study, there is a statistical link between celiac reproductive difficulties, but it's retrospective and certainly not controlled studies or even many properly matched populations. Again, age, smoking, socioeconomic status, etc., or fetal sex. This last factor is important, and it also may... It is also my practical advice, should your listener want it. There are robust sex differences in tolerance to fetal pre... uh, preturbations. Female fetuses are more likely to survive. This seems true for most preturbations, but placental insufficiency and intrauterine growth restriction 
is probably the most studied and also seems to be the biggest risk for celiac pregnancies. Because of the difference, male fetuses that survive tend to be less affected, e.g. they are bigger. So if your listener who doesn't want to wait a year wants my advice, I would suggest to select a female embryo. And now that I've written that I remember, sad condom sex, which probably means they're using that old-fashioned semen stuff, not embryos. But maybe this is helpful for other listeners. Feel free to abridge. Well, I didn't. <laughs> P.S. If you have any other health-related questions or need extra info, feel free to ask. The ones related to hormones and our mental health, I might be able to answer off the top of my head. I'm happy to do some searching or reading as well. I might not be able to answer off the top of my head, I mean. There you go. Thank you, Allie. And we only have one more email. So let's hear that voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Laura from Michigan again. And first, let me say, uh, I hope you guys get good news today. It's Monday. I just finished listening to your podcast. And um, when you, Matt, mentioned the UPS driver, I had to sort of laugh because um, I deliver for FedEx and (laughs) I get through my day by listening to podcasts. And um, also your affinity for um, drives a semi for FedEx. So we're out here making it happen. And um, I had a question about Bo. I was wondering how his training was going. Oh, that's a good question. And, um, and how he was reacting to all of that. So hopefully you guys get good news. And I love the, the banter that you guys have. It's really funny and cute. And keep up the good work. We love you guys. Bye. Funny and cute. You don't think it's at all uh, worn us down? Or feel more strained. Thank you. <laughs> We're not fixated on this or anything. I just think it's funny to keep referencing. It is pretty funny. Um, so, Bo. Bup date. Bup date. Bop date. Um, you know, we were just talking about how some of the training we've been doing does seem to be sinking in. Like, one of the things that they told us to do is give him a command once. And if he doesn't do it, you repeat the command five to 10 minutes later, but you don't say, well, I don't want to say a command because he's in the room. He's dead to the world. Okay. Like you don't want to say sit. And then if he doesn't sit, you say, you don't want to be like, sit, come on, sit, 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 sit. Um, Instead, you just say it once. And what I've noticed is like, I will, I will say a command like sit and Sometimes he'll just like look at me and I think before I would have like repeated it several times and now I just wait Mm -hmm. and eventually he's like, okay, fine. And he sits. And I don't know if it's that he understood the word or if that's just his default. When I do this, the good things happen position. Exactly. And, or, you know, like, I don't know, just like, or not, not even that. I will say, I think that the medicine we've put him on has made him more emboldened to use our bed. (laughs) <laughs> he was using it so much anyway i know but it's tenfold now it's ridiculous we got a hilarious text from our dog walker the other day who she was like i got to your house and Bo had his had his head on your pillow and he had like tucked himself in 
<laughs> he had like the covers pulled up. <laughs> he likes to burrow himself in. I took a nap on him with his head next to me, and he had like but on the buried couch. yeah on on the couch, and he had buried his head underneath the pillow. I know it was so cute. Um, but so that being said, Bo was very difficult last night with Matt Gorley, my co-host of James Bonding. Um, and it was a little touch and go. Things got much better when Dory came out because Dory listens to the trainers and Matt maybe isn't the most listening person of trainers. Matt was like, I got this. He tries. And I was like, no, 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 no. Well, I asked, I didn't buy cheese. And because I didn't buy cheese, Dory said, you're on your own. (laughs) I was very upset about this. I felt like you weren't holding up your end of the bargain. Um, so, because when I had asked the I was day like, I'll before, give him all sorts of cheese. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's getting all sorts of cheese. And then I was like, where's the cheese? And he was like, uh, there's like, get the cream cheese. And we had this like square of like desiccated old cream cheese that was hard as a rock in the, <laughs> in the fridge. And that was all we had. Was it wasn't like, appealing to him, but we had some chicken. We had luckily. some chicken. Um, anyway, whatever. If you if you follow the method that you are supposed to follow, he is like pretty good. The other factor that I was not expecting is that Matt Corley seemed to be rather scared of Bo. Well, you were going to say scared of dogs, and my answer to that is no, no. He was scared of this dog. Yeah. Bo was, from the jump, very aggressive to Matt. Yeah. So. Because, well, whatever. So I think, and I've been doing muzzle training with him, and... The other day, he almost got his entire snout into the muzzle. You ever try to force it? No, you're not supposed to do that. that I is... know, but I'm just wondering. Was that a test? Yeah. You didn't pass. Okay. I'm the one who like studied all the materials. You didn't yeah. even look at them. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I've been doing the muzzle training with him. He got almost his whole snout in. And... You know, all the fires, I've, the fires in Northern California are extremely scary. And I've just been thinking about Bose. We need Bose go bag. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I would say of the all the areas of Los Angeles. Yeah. We're in a pretty okay area in terms of fire we're up we're up ground yeah we're not in the hills right uh yeah that's really all you can ask for yeah i told matt i'm never moving to any hills hills or the ocean hills or the ocean maybe we can go to carpinteria (laughs) and raise goats in san dimas that sounds fun (laughs) um uh yeah oh you know I, we got an email from a listener who lives in Northern California who evacuated and she, um, she emailed us and had her go bag. Yeah. And she had her go bag. And I was very touched that one of her first thoughts was to email the podcast. Go bags are real. 
Um, I checked in with her yesterday and she, she was very grateful that I checked in with her. She's staying with friends in San Francisco. Oof. Yeah, some gnarly stuff up there. We're thinking of everybody up there. We're also still thinking of Puerto Rico. Yeah. They need drinking water. Yeah. So I saw today something they're drinking out of a super fun site. Sounds horrible. Everything. Do you still have family there? No, my aunt, not my great aunt, lived there for many years. Which? My mother's, my grandmother, Gloria's sister. Ah. Um, But Gloria never lived in Puerto Rico. No. She was. New York, Boston, mm. New York, Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's my Spanish half. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> Such is life. Indeed. Um, I think I'm going to save these last two voicemails for next week's episode. Okay. Well, I just want to get this one email out because it is a little time sensitive. Yep. And it'll be our last email. Okay. It's from Tracy. Hi, all. Just want to let my fellow East Coasters know about a conference coming up in Boston on November 4th. It's the 24th Annual Fertility Treatment, Donor Choices, and Adoption Conference. It happens November 4th, uh, 2017 at 8 a.m. goes till 5 p.m. It's at the Boston Marriott Newton Hotel in Newton, Mass., which shouldn't say Boston anywhere near it, but it does. It's in Newton, on probably on Route 9. Uh, my husband and I are going, but only for the adoption info part. My eggs have been old and moldy for quite a few years. After several miscarriages, we adopted our beautiful daughter four years ago. Now looking for kiddo number two. Wishing all the eggheads the best of luck. Tracy from Vermont. P.S. Love you guys' show. Love the chit-chat, bow updates, and parking fee rants. Good luck to you both. Tracy, that's a lovely way to end the podcast. So if you're in Boston, well, if you're in Newton, November 24th, I'm sorry. No, November fourth, two thousand seventeen, eight a.m. five p.m. at the Boston Marriott Newton Hotel in Newton, Mass. Head over for the Donor Choices and Adoption Conference. It's the twenty fourth annual Fertility Treatment Donor Choices and Adoption Conference. There you go. There you go. Okay. Um, we will get to names. We will. We've had a hectic week. We promise. We uh, had a couple of betas. We had a death in the family. We had a death in the family. It's, yeah, it's been... And we have to figure out if Matt's going to Boston in the middle of next week to go to a yeah. funeral. So, uh, if my family's listening, I'm thinking of you guys. If my family is not listening, I'm still thinking of you guys. Yeah. There you go. All right. Okay. I'm Matt. Dory. Bye. We've never bye. said bye like that, have we? No. That was weird. Yep. James Bonding will return. No? Is that right? Um, disengage what do we say at the end of this podcast uh, say bye everyone bye everyone go, go.